What's up, podcast listeners? This is Advance Your Health. I've got a very special guest on the line today. And uh, in this month in September, we are celebrating 124 years of chiropractic care. So who I've got on the line is probably somebody who knows more about chiropractic and the history, the science, the philosophy, and the art of this uh, wonderful profession that we get to enjoy every single day. On the line, I've got uh, Dr. Lyle Kocha. And uh, Dr. Lyle is uh, in his vehicle right now, so I apologize if we've got any disconnection or uh, miscommunication here. But uh, hey, Lyle, what's up, buddy? Hey, my man. Thanks for having me, buddy. I do apologize. Uh, that's part of living on the farm. Absolutely. So uh, speaking of uh, living on the farm, tell uh, our listeners a little bit about where you are and uh, where your practice is and a little bit of your backstory. So I practice in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, I've been in practice for 30 years. Uh, I live outside Omaha, a little bit of we call it bedroom community. So we live on a on a farm, got horses. So that's my 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 weekend and evening hobbies. Um, but you know my my backstory uh, is when I was 15 years old, um, I had a dream I wanted to play in the NBA, and uh, uh, not a big demand for a little bit of short dudes in the middle of Nebraska to play in the NBA, and I uh, blew my little back out. And we had a chiropractor across the street, and I, I would watch people show up at his clinic 30 minutes, 40 minutes before his clinic would open, and they would line up like they're going to a rock concert. And I was like, wow, this guy's, I mean, what is up here? I mean, honestly, I initially thought, what a scam, because there's, there's nothing to this chiropractic stuff. They're not even doctors is what I thought. And I, I blew my little back out. On November 18th, 1977, and I literally physically crawled across the street to his clinic, and I couldn't take the pain anymore. I uh, took some x-rays of me, told me, filled out the history, took some x-rays, gave me an adjustment, and he said, here's the problem, Lyle, you're right, alien bone has turned out, it rolled upward, laid down on this bench. And when he delivered an adjustment to me, I stood up, and I was like, I want to do this. I mean, I was instantly, Jason, right there, I was like, I want to be a chiropractor. And he's like, well, that's great, but there's a few things you have to do. Uh, number one, you got to go to chiropractic school, check. And I said, and he goes, and we got to get you on a maintenance plan in the office once we get this problem corrected. So at the age of 15 years old, I was paying for my own chiropractic care. That's how passionate I was about chiropractic. And this guy was a straight, he was a Gonstead doc, which is the technique that we do. And he knew his philosophy. And so when I was going in, he was teaching me about the fundamentals and the tenets of chiropractic. And this is what I kept saying over and over to him. It just makes sense. It, it, and his thing was always the flowers. There's a nerve that goes there. There's a nerve that goes there. And if that body can't handle the stressors of life, pretty soon it's going to compromise the function of that nerve, and it's going to compromise the function of the body. And I was turned on from there. Never, ever did I look back, Jason. You know, it's so cool, out. You and I have a very similar backstory. I don't know if I, I've, I've told you this in the group, but um, when I was 16, I dislocated my shoulder, flipped over a mountain bike uh, into a tree, and not only did my shoulder dislocate, I'm assuming based on what I understand with my current knowledge, is I subluxated the out of my spine, my neck, my thoracic spine, everything just got out of alignment. And, and the medical community couldn't figure it out because they kept chasing the pain and they kept looking at the shoulder. And a friend of mine's like, no, you've got to try chiropractic. And very similar. I'm like, they're not real doctors. These guys, what are they going to do for me? I mean, do they even have, 
you know, any experience, you know, because we in our family kind of viewed them as quacks and and, and these charlatans. And and it was just like you said, it was almost like a a waste of time and money. But at 16, my parents were like, no, we're not going to pay for that. So luckily I had a good enough job at the time I was paying cash uh, to my chiropractor. And within a first like visit or two, I was turned on. And so it was exactly the same thing. It just made sense to me. Like when the spine's out of alignment and there's a nerve that goes to everywhere in your body and that nerve's being compromised, interfered with, your body can't express its full potential. And how cool 124 years later that we're still celebrating natural healing. And I gotta be honest to our listeners, um, who I've got on the line is probably one of the most humble docs I've ever met. Um, he went from dirt poor to literally the busiest chiropractic office in this country where I don't know, Lyle, what your current volume is, it doesn't matter but you're changing more lives than most people can even dream about in a single week. And how cool is it that you get to go to work every day and do something that you're passionate about, right? You know, the couple things just to kind of go back and it is true, which I'll share a neat story because I have many, but you know, you talk about paying for your own care. I'll take it. Even I didn't, you know, I had a job, but part of how I paid for my care in, in Dr. Elzer's clinic is I worked in the clinic. Um, I dumped trash cans, I dipped x-rays, I wiped down the office, whatever had to be done, I wanted to do it because I wanted, I wanted chiropractic so bad. And the, the thing that really ticked me off back then, and it does even now, just this morning, just listening to some of the things I hear on the media, when I, I literally, I applied for chiropractic school when I was still in high school, because what I heard the other profession say is they're not even real doctors. You don't even have to go to college. And so that's what I assumed. And then I found out that I actually had to go to undergraduate school and then to chiropractic school. And I will say this because of how the medical model is so afraid of what we have that they knock it down and it changes the perception of the public. And, and it still happens today, but I didn't, I didn't know you had to go to college, and I did. Uh, you talk about changing lives. I mean, you know, I say it all the time. Dude, we get paid to do this. And yesterday was the first Nebraska home football game. And I had a young lady who came to me uh, eight months ago, seven months ago, where her aunt in California was paying for her care. I'm in Nebraska. This little girl has got a colostomy bag, and she's had a colostomy bag for eight years, loves Nebraska football, loves sports, uh, loves the Patriots, loves the Bruins, loves the Celtics. I mean, she loves her sports. Well, she, we worked on her enough, delivered a specific enough chiropractic adjustment that she went and had the colostomy bag removed. And yesterday... She went to her first Nebraska football game and sent me the most coolest pictures of her and her sister. And in the story, it was like, thank you. I, I don't want to turn my phone on because I'll, I'll shut you off because I'm not good at electronics. I'm good at the spine. And she was like, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be human again. We get paid for that, dude. And how cool. You know, you talk about that, but look at the impact that we had you and I discussed this, not only with this little girl, but she was able to go to a game with her sister and her friends, and, and they had a great time. 
And I kept, I kept texting her. I was like, I want photos of you at the game. I want photos of the game. And so throughout the game, she was sharing that with me. That's cool. And cool, I mean, I should make up my own word because it's beyond freaking cool. So yeah, we get paid for this. You know, and it is so amazing to hear stories like that. And, and over the years, and I've only been doing this for, for 15 years now, but I mean, just the the ability to to live again. I had a, a new patient start and her exact words, Lyle, in the consult were, I don't feel like I'm living anymore. The pain, the medication, just the bullshit that she was going through in, in her medical care, she was done. She just literally said, I don't want any more of it. And it's so unfortunate that that's where they start. And then they end in our office. And, and, and the cool thing is, is we get to say in the consult, well, good news is you've tried all that. We don't need to explain how it doesn't work. So what's so cool, though, is we get to see it every day. But for the listeners in this podcast and, and we, our audience is growing, is don't wait to try chiropractic as a last resort. Use it as a first resort. And you can always do meds and surgery later on down the road. And that's kind of the the philosophy that my chiropractor, uh, he instilled in me, you know, 25 years ago is chiropractic first, drugs next. And I even say bullshit, try supplements or changing your lifestyle. And then surgery is your last resort. So to get a colostomy bag or to do some kind of a hip replacement or, or, or shoulder surgery or spinal fusion, holy shit, do you realize when you fuse your spine that there's a lot of consequences? I mean, I'm dealing with one right now she literally had four of her neck vertebra fused and guess what her c1 is still out of alignment and they didn't fix that so guess what we're adjusting on her we're adjusting the c1 and her quality of life is getting better every single day and it's just Isn't it, are we supposed to go least are we supposed to go least invasive to most invasive you know and, and to you and i that's just common sense but the the, the freaking media has us convinced every time you turn on the TV, open a magazine, look at a billboard, it's ask your doctor about this. Bullshit, ask your doctor if chiropractic is right for you. And we're going to go back to the 70s and we're going to kind of do a little uh, time hop here. Well, listen, guys, the AMA, the American Medical Association, has been against chiropractic from day one because you're absolutely right, Lyle. We have something that can literally reduce the need for medication according to some studies by as much as 80%. So if coming into my office, your office, doesn't matter, chiropractor's office with specific chiropractic care, just like you said, you're not gonna need that shit. And that hurts their business model. And we'll get into some deep stuff today because I'm just fired up, man. I don't know if it's the coffee I had this morning or the fact that <laughs> I lost a patient this uh, this week. He had a massive heart attack on Monday, missed his appointment on Wednesday. We called. His wife's like, no, he's dead. And I was like, what? what the f he's dead? And she's like, yeah, he had a massive heart attack. And it's just so crazy. He was in the medical model for 74 years of his life. He didn't find me until five years ago. He was 69 years old. And it was too little too late. But you know what, though, Lyle? And I, I'm not focusing on him dying. I'm focusing on the life that I gave him. When he entered my office, he went out and bought a Harley Davidson for the first time because he wanted to ride a motorcycle because he knew he was, he, we all know we're going to die someday, right? I mean, let's be honest. None of us are getting out of this. That is the exit so, plan. But I'm focused on giving people their quality of life back so you can enjoy whatever last days, weeks, months, or years you have. And, and the cool thing about chiropractic is we do that with our hands. And I was just uh, reading in the uh, Facebook feed about um, Samuel Weed named chiropractic based on the simple – 
philosophy and thought of done by hand. How cool we get to go to work without necessarily, I mean, we use instruments and diagnostics and stuff like that, but people do, are like, do you adjust old school? I'm like, yeah, by hand. That's the way it's been for 120 some years. And I don't want to throw a machine in there and get in the way of using some kind of technology. Like people are like, well, couldn't like a machine adjust me and just replace you? And I was like, no. Well, a machine, a machine can't because that's the art of what we do. I know you talk about where the health of the model is headed. Before I jumped on the call with you, I was getting in my truck and there was a commercial on the radio that said, after five days of opioids, your risk of addiction is like triples or something like that. Well, they know that. So the makers know that. And the same makers are making a drug to help you get off the same crap that they put you on. See, you're basically, you know, Pink Floyd, the wall, you're just a piece of meat in the machine. That's what you are. And that model has to change because there's no absolute way that a drug will promote health. It's going to suppress symptoms. It's going to suppress life, but it's not going to allow expression. That's what we do as chiropractors. There's no other profession out there. You said old school. I thought that was really funny because I had somebody tell me a new patient yesterday morning on Saturday. So you're like one of those old time chiros. I said, no, I'm like a chiropractor. And so what we've got to do, um, you, Jason, your listeners, is we've got to teach people it's time to take their life back, to get their lives because they own, they own the responsibility. It's time to be responsible for your life. Absolutely. You know, we, we can't lean into the white lab coat and, and expect them to fix years of lifestyle neglect and abuse with a simple pill. And, and, and you're absolutely right because the easy, the easy button, just like Staples has, is for you to keep doing the shit you're doing, keep living the way you're doing, and just take their magic pill. Well, when that doesn't work, they'll have another one. And maybe that's not stronger, so we'll give you something stronger. And you're absolutely right. It's it's suppressing your expression of health. And back to some of the philosophy of our, our wonderful profession is when you remove interference to the spine and the nervous system, you allow that organism to express its full potential. And, you know, you have the privilege of working with professional athletes. Why do they get adjusted? So they can play better or just so they, their headache goes away? I, I have to tell you that's interesting is um, so last night, uh, a couple of guys that I work on, uh, one of them had a, uh, against, or I, I work with the Kansas City Royals and their farm team. And, and one of the guys at the Royals, I was watching the game last night, hit a home run. And then another one of the guys that I work with had a stellar game. I mean, he made, he made a play in deep center field. I mean, he, he spread out, dove out, you know, caught the, it was a phenomenal diving catch. And so I, I sent him a text. I was like, um, I think you're going to need Cairo man there. Well, they get adjusted and they tell me this all the time for performance. And, and it's, it's really interesting because people think chiropractic is about pain. And it is. And it, there's nothing wrong with that because that's one of the, the components of the functions of a nerve root is sensory. But these, these athletes that I work with, these professional athletes, they get adjusted and they tell me this for performance. It enhances their performance and their ability. Just like you trying to, you and I setting up this call. It's like, I got baseball, I got baseball, I got baseball. Um, I have baseball this afternoon. I got to be at the stadium adjusting ball players. 
they do it because they see performance. So here's why I'm going to know. Why does the general public do that? You don't see these guys. When I go into the locker room, Jason, these guys aren't lining up and taking their opioids and their painkillers. No, they're in there getting adjusted uh, and they're doing other forms of natural healing because they don't want to suppress their performance. So why in the world does the medical model dive into people and want them to suppress life? Makes no sense. I firmly feel that the general person, the corporate athlete, the corporate mom, um, the professional mother, the professional father, grandparent, deserves the same care as a professional athlete. They deserve that. Oh, I agree 100%. And, and I always joke and I say, life is your sport, whatever uh, whatever you do as a soccer mom or you're just a, a busy dad who has a nine to five. Um, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I believe everybody should have the ability to see a chiropractor and you do listen this is the united states of america you have freedom in this country that isn't available in other countries and in our group Lyle, we've got docs who are practicing overseas you know there's still there's still countries where you can't get to a chiropractor or it's illegal or it's not even a a recognized form of healthcare where there's no licensed board so some some idiot out there looked at a webinar or went to a youtube video and is now manipulating spines and yeah. you know it's so crazy. I mean, you and I talked about a, a video of a guy who's doing some, I wouldn't call it unethical, but he's just doing a, a version of chiropractic. And it's like, I don't know that that's safe. And I don't know that that's something that you and I would do in our own clinic. But the reality is we have training. We go through extensive amounts of education. We have four uh, boards. There's four national board exams you have to complete before you can be a licensed chiropractor. Uh, you have hundreds of hours of anatomy and physiology and neurology. I mean, we know as much about neurology, if not more, than most neurosurgeons and, and, and medical doctors. They're learning pharmaceuticals. And, and so instead of learning about expressing health, all they focus on for their, their medical education is how to suppress symptoms. And I don't know about you on the line and who's listening, but I don't want to just be numb to pain. I want to express a life of vitality and have the ability and the freedom of choice um, as my chiropractor, who I'm going to see this afternoon, he calls it living the dream. You do whatever you want when you want. You have the freedom and flexibility and, and no restrictions in your life, whether that's physical, emotional, financial. Just having the ability to have the choice to get up every day and do what you want to do and not just be so numb to life that you just you almost dread another day. So I would say there's two types of doctors out there. There's don't do doctors and do do doctors. The don't do doctors are those that say don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. The doo-doo doctors are us. We cut the crap. And let's fix this. Let's correct this so you can do this. I'm a doo-doo. I want people to do things. I want people to live life to their full potential. It amazes me when I'll hear somebody say, well, I'm 60, 65, but I can't do that. You know, we had a horse that we lost this last February. Um, he was 29 years old. He, he was, in a, and I just had a physical done on it about two or three weeks before that, and everything came back good. Unfortunately, you know, all of, all of his health, you know, horse findings were solid. Red had a stroke. He's 29 years old. It's interesting, you know, dogs live, you know, all of our dogs for some reason seem to, seem to outlive the dog life. That's because we, we have them do things. So why can't a human do that? Live life. I, I'm not a don't do person. I agree all the time. I, I get the, the question from a patient, what should I stop doing? And, and it's almost like they're trained that way because of- Stop a asking that question. That's what I tell them. 
<laughs> I, I said, I want you to, I want you to do everything you want to do. And, and like I said, in, in this particular patient's uh, visit, I want you to do the things you want to do. I want to find a way or a solution so you can get back to doing those things. And, and I feel like a lot of people, and, and again, I'm going to kind of bring it back to their, their medical doctor, because that's the first thing they say, well, my medical doctor told me not to do that. Or my ortho told me to stop doing this. Um, you know, I take care of some athletic people that do a lot of weightlifting, CrossFit type stuff. And they're like, well, my doc said, you know, deadlifting is bad or squatting is bad. So, okay. Do you ever sit down on a toilet? There, there's a squatting motion. Do you ever pick something up off the ground? There's a deadlift, but just do it correctly. And, and so that's part of it too, is I think people need to do things within a safe space, so to speak. And I don't mean like a bubble, like our snowflake generation. I just mean like, don't do things incorrectly and then blame the activity. Um, you know, like running is bad for you. Well, no, running the wrong way is bad for you. You know what I mean? Just like I don't play golf because I don't have a good swing. But if I learn the right swing, I'd probably play better golf. So, you know, in life, we I think we only have so much time on this planet and our days are numbered. But let's express the most we can out of each and every day. And with Advance Your Health, I'm bringing people into the conversation that kind of uplift and, and inspire me, not only professionally, but personally. But for those listening, if you're getting to a point in your life where the list of I can'ts is bigger than the I can's, stop. Readdress your approach to life. See a chiropractor and specifically somebody that has the training and the specificity. Like with Dr. Lyle, he mentioned Gonstead. There's, there's a few techniques out there still that are very, very specific where I think a lot of it's just kind of I'm going to just just blanket it and say they're just more manipulation because there is a difference between a specific adjustment and a manipulation. So back in history, the first adjustment, I want to be able to get your perspective on this because it is the anniversary of chiropractic. So you have more of a background in, in, in the history of chiropractic than I do. What Tell the listeners about the first adjustment and, and really kind of where where it was where it was going. And so with Dr. Palmer, talk about with uh, him and uh, Harvey Lillard. I saw, I was going to go on the Samuel Weed story, but we're going to stay in, in the uh, the mainstream story. So Harvey Lillard was a, um, uh, a janitor in in the in the Ryan for D.D. Palmer in the building that D.D. Palmer was in, and the stories. I mean, there's multiple stories. The one that I kind of cling to um, that he had had a fall. And when he had fallen, he had lost, if not most, all of his hearing. And in the same time, when he'd fallen, he'd had this bump in his upper back. Well, Dee Palmer had been studying the human body and why one man can be at a bench working next to another man and the man next to him gets sick and the other man does not. And he studied the nerves, the organs, the system of the body. And one day, when Harvey was sweeping down the hallway, uh, Dr. Palmer, D.D. Palmer, called him into his little office and asked him to lay down on the table, and he felt this bump on his back and had asked Harvey how long that bump was there, and as I've heard the story, uh, Harvey said, well, I don't remember, but I remember falling down these stairs, and as a result, I lost, if not all, most of my hearing. That bump appeared. So over a period of adjustments, D.D. Palmer wasn't one adjustment. 
but a series of, of, a, of chiropractic adjustments, Harvey's hearing, not completely, but restored. And so there was that causal relationship that if that bone out, irritate nerve, diminished life. And in time then, uh, Didi continued to study more and link more ailments to a displaced spinal bone, as he called it, which subsequently we call that the vertebral subluxation. Um, you know, they, I've read articles and different versions of that story. So basically what I, I always do is I kind of take, uh, contextualize them and put them into one that generalizes uh, that, that event. Um, you know, but that was kind of a, unfortunately, it is a great thing for chiropractic because it, you know, all of a sudden it triggered this event of greatness, but it was also, it was scary inside because I think we, we got the assumption we were going to restore hearing and stuff like that. Um, so I always tell patients it's really neat, but it's also like we, you know, we don't do that. And that was, I've had one patient came to me about 30 miles away working on him, Jason, that his hearing did come back. And he actually came to me, this is probably 15, 18 years ago, um, because he heard chiropractors didn't restore hearing. And I was like, I'm going to do what I can. So, um, you know, through that then, Dr. Palmer evolved and started the colleges and with, with the help of his son. And chiropractic has grown to what it is today. It's such a cool first kind of first experience to have such a miracle happen. Um, and, and, you know, the saying in our profession, we expect miracles. You know, the truth of the matter is, Dr. Lyle, myself, any chiropractor around the world is, is we don't heal the body. We just remove the interference and your body does the healing itself. And, and I believe in, in, in God. And I, I believe that the innate, uh, the divine design is, is God provides the healing. And so when you connect the man physical to, to the man spiritual, you get miracles. And, and it's almost like we just move the bone and just like, wow, what, what's going to happen next? But today, and in, in it's so different from 1895, is now there's so many toxicities. And it's not just chemical, it's uh, emotional. And it's, um, you know, with things going on today, this day and age, there's so much that restricts the healing process. Not that chiropractic's not as effective 124 years later. It's just that there's so many other demands and stresses on the body, you know, whether it's chemical, physical, emotional. So when you go to a chiropractor or you're going through natural health care, you have to give it time and you can't just expect the first adjustment, everything's going to be all better. And, you know, we tell patients in our office, you know, there's a, there's a range. Everybody heals at different rates. I mean, old people heal the slowest and professional athletes heal the quickest. So, you know, sometimes you can't expect a 25 year old condition to go away in the first week. So, you know, one of the cool patients that comes to mind when we're talking about the, uh, the miracles is a, a Parkinson's patient. And she moved to Florida a couple of years ago, but she would come in every single week for her maintenance care. And I'm not kidding you, Lyle, this, this, this would bring tears to my eyes. I would adjust her and her tremors would stop within That's seconds. Cool. And there was so much stress on her spinal cord and her upper, upper cervical spine is that, I mean, let's be honest, if, if somebody was wringing your neck, so to speak, I mean, when the vertebra racked out of position, it's stressing your spinal cord. And there's ligaments that hold your spinal cord to the upper neck. 
And if your upper neck is out of alignment in such a large degree that it's going to decrease the, the mental impulses from brain to the rest of your body. By the way, your brain controls everything. If you want to disagree with me, let's look at Christopher Reeve when he broke his neck. His life potential diminished and he almost had to live exclusively on machines because from my understanding, it was a, a C2 fracture, which is at the top of your neck and it was impinging on the spinal cord. So when you lose that life force, your body is going to go downhill. How quick, how slow? I don't know. I'm not in control of that. And just the opposite, how it reverses, you know, how much do you put into your health and your lifestyle? I mean, physically, chemically, nutritionally, uh, spiritually, I mean, there's a, a lot of different factors. So uh, when it comes to healing and it comes to your body expressing its full potential, you got to give it time. And uh, how much time? I don't know. The rest of your life. I mean, what other choice do you have? Either you live a shitty life, or you focus on getting it better. It's up to you, right? Well, you know, yeah, the time is, is this. It's, we call it, from a philosophical point of view, we call it limitations of matter. And what we, the tissue cell, which is the, the body, can handle so many invasive forces that when it cannot handle any more, uh, that's when the, the subluxation sets in. And so it, it falls on, it is, it's called, it is limitations of matter. Um, just like the roads, you can drive on a road and drive on a road, but eventually that road's going to break down. Why does that road break down in that, we call in the, in the in Nebraska where it snows all the time, not all the time, but the winter time, we get potholes. Well, a pothole basically is a limitation of matter where that, section of the road could not handle the daily wear and tear that it it gave loose subluxation was created what we do as chiropractors is we go in there and we correct that pothole um, what medicine does is they throw something in the pothole or put signs around the pothole so you don't drive around the pothole the road is no different than your spine. It can only handle so many stressors to where it's got to, the, the adaptability is diminished. That's what we do. There's nobody else that does that out there. You know, I love that word adaptability because in, in my philosophy, um, I believe that a symptom is nothing more than adaptive physiology. And your body's adapting to that stress, like, like Lyle's saying is, you know, you get to a point and, I, and everyone's got their breaking point and, and it's like you, you just fed up, you know, and when your nervous system's fed up, it's stressing on your spinal column and that's going to, you know, move and, and shift bones. People always ask, like, why, why do I have all this tension in, in back pain in my upper back? And I said, well, you know, that's where human, the human body holds its stress and tension from posture and from emotion. And we can get into some, you know, sympathetic stress and, and all that stuff for those listening your nervous system basically has two speeds uh fight or flight or feed and breed i mean we're either healing and repairing or we're stressing and your body can't heal during times of stress so when you're when you're constantly in fight or flight which is just your day your job your your relationship uh your your kids nagging on you you know financial worries whatever that stuff is going to catch up with you to a point where it's going to affect you at a physical level. And, and most of us have some areas in our mid upper back that are subluxated. 
and it's just it's not allowing your body to to really get through that stress it's just constantly it's like a fire alarm just constantly going off i mean um when it comes to what we do in our profession we're helping your body to adapt to those stresses better but you're not going to live in a bubble that's why maintenance care is so important is because it's not a one and done people it it, it really irritates me when someone's like no i'm good i got adjusted like 20 years ago i'm like well, that was 20 years ago i mean what do you think's happened in the last 20 years how many times have you had x y and z and they're like well yeah good point good point you have to take care of your 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 nervous system for the rest of your life no different than you have to drink water the rest of your life or you have to sleep every day or you have to get up and move your body i mean can we agree that chiropractic is more of a lifestyle than just a treatment chiropractic is is a lifestyle because life is a lifestyle and I, this is how i explain it to the degree of your lifestyle will determine the degree of the chiropractic care that you need the more active you are the more care you'll need the less active you are the less care you'll need. However, those that are less active are going to need more care when they have a lack of intellectual adaptability because their body's going to respond slower. So everybody needs care. Everybody needs everybody needs checked. Yeah, and they and may not need care. Everybody needs checked. I love that. You know, and and that's something that I, I've kind of moved my own. Uh, inner dialogue too is not telling people they need to be adjusted it's telling them they get checked by their chiropractor and and i think yep. that's a really good statement for everyone listening to hear is because you know we don't just move bones to make make a popping sound and in in hope you're going to like us and and that's you know doc you didn't crack my neck you know you didn't need it you know you didn't adjust my lower back didn't need it and and if you needed it i would do it why because we have, and we can agree on this, we have an analysis between the two of us that is going to point us in the direction of the dysfunction and, and some obstacle that's keeping you from healing. So it's not just the, in a profession, we call it the flying seven, where you get every, every bone moved and, you know, in hopes that, you know, you make a lot of sounds and noises and everybody, you know, smiles at the end. Um, you have to find out where the problem is. And, and with Dr. Lyle, one, one of the reasons why I think he's become so successful in his and his practice is because you're finding the root cause of the problem. And that goes to the art of what we do as chiropractors. You've got to take pride in your art and take pride in the adjustment and, and really take your time when you're working on people. Never rush it because healing takes time. It took time to get you in that position. Let's take our time to get you back out of that position. You know, in um, there's different, uh, Different principles in chiropractic, I believe there's 33. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. And um, please don't ask me to recite them because I couldn't. We won't. No, 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 we wouldn't. And and that's not the the goal of today's podcast. It's but uh, to introduce those who are new to chiropractic or maybe this is somebody that's passing along. Um, cool thing is last podcast I had a buddy of mine. He's in he's in Europe right now. Uh, in Amsterdam, and one of his uh, friends in California heard it and then referred her mom to us because of the message of this this dialogue. And so the cool thing about these podcasts moving forward is it, it's not always going to be chiropractors on the line. So if that bores you, that's cool. But the reality is this is this is the month of chiropractic celebration. So all month long in our office, we're really telling the story, celebrating uh, our heritage and this podcast uh, couldn't have found a better person to be on the line with because of his energy, his enthusiasm. 
but also behind the scenes. And I just want to, you know, thank you, Lyle, for all that you do in our profession, because in in this day and age, it's so easy to get away from the basic principles because of all the new shiny, flashy stuff out there. But at the end of the day, the cool thing is, is what we do is by hand. It's old school. It's new school. It's just our school and it's never going to go away. Um, I can adjust somebody at home, on the road, on a field, uh, on a floor. And, and the cool thing is with chiropractic, as long as you have your tools, your analysis and, and your delivery method, I mean, chiropractic is so mobile. How cool is that? You can go to the stadium and adjust the athletes and then go to your office and maybe one of your kids at home or your wife needs to be adjusted. You can do that at the house too. I mean, what better way to, to look at healthcare and I'm hoping somebody listening to this podcast is thinking about their next step in life. And if chiropractic is on your radar, I really think you should check out Life University. Um, Life West is a pretty good school too. There's a lot of them around the country, but they're not all the same. Um, I had a 10th grader, uh, she's gonna job shadow me this uh, this month. But I mean, I've I've probably not convinced, but I've led about 12 people into the profession. And I remember one of my mentors, Bob Hoffman, his goal was one person a year in practice. And in 40 years, I'd be 40 chiropractors added to the profession. So Lyle, I, I really appreciate all that you do. I know you're a busy guy. You got a lot going on. You got some horses that you need to tend to and you got to take care of some athletes today. But man, I really, really appreciate you and, and being on the line with me today. Uh, it's helped me as much as it's going to help the listeners because at the end of the day, you know, we just want to know we're doing the right thing and we're helping people in the right way. And uh, it just makes me want to wake up every day and better myself, uh, better my community and, and just help fellow mankind. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of people suffering needlessly, right? Oh, I'm, o- I'm over it. You know, you, you talk about the numbers going to school. I'm at 32 right now. Awesome. I'm going to catch up. So, <laughs> you know, the cool thing about that is where I practice in Omaha, Nebraska, I have seven in the area that were patients of mine that are now chiropractors. And it's, it's awesome. so cool. Three days ago, I'm dry. I leave the office and a patient of mine says, Hey, I, I need somebody. And they live about 30 minutes away. Who do you have? And in Omaha, that's a drive because Omaha is short. So that's not, it's not a time. It's, 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 it's 30 or 40 miles away. And I was like, Oh, I got so-and-so. Well, is he any good? I was like, well, I sent him to school. I didn't pay for school, but I sent him to school. So yeah, he's good. So it's kind of neat when, when I can look in the Omaha directory or the, the chiropractors in Nebraska and go, you know, that I've impacted that. And the cool thing about it is they're still, for the most part, pretty pure. You know, some have wavered a little bit, but they've really held on to their purity. And I, I like that. That's awesome, man. I was just uh, looking at uh, Facebook the other day and one of my interns I think they're opening their third office in Ohio, and and he That's was awesome. he was an amazing uh, clinician, and it was just funny the the peak program. I think I had about uh, six or seven students years ago because I'm now moved outside of the Atlanta area, but when I was in Atlanta, it was kind of a, a no brainer that um, people would come and, and shadow me and then they'd peak with me, 
and the externship program in chiropractic, which I wish was around when I was a student. How cool is that? You get to spend like your last year working in a busy office instead of just in a, in a slow clinic. I mean, shit. Uh, this is a funny story, man, and why I got you online. So I got in trouble in a student clinic because I was stacking the rooms and I had, I, I, would, I would schedule all my people in a cluster and I had like six rooms, I think of the 10 rooms at, at, at Life. And um, the, the clinic doctor that was signing off, he goes, okay, all right, you know, have a great day. And I said, no, 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 we've got more. He goes, what do you mean? I said, in the next room. And then he's like, okay, great, have a nice day. I said, no, we got one more. And he's like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm practicing. You know, what am I going to do in practice? Am I going to see three people a day and, and survive and pay my loans and stuff? And it was just funny because he kind of shook his head, but he was like, in, inside, I think he was, it was like a proud moment as, as, a, as a faculty to see somebody, you know, and I finished, I don't know how many adjustments that quarter, but I knocked him out in like two quarters, like all my quota. And it was just so cool that, I don't know. I've always had this idea of volume and it's not based on like the monetary gain. It's just that you make a bigger impact. And, and so Lyle, you're, you're seeing what, like a couple thousand people a week or something like that, or how, what's, um, I, what's your volume I, right now? Um, I, I'm not a, I don't like to do that. I just like to say, I see every one of them. Cool. And we don't have to get and, a number. Um, I'm, I, 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 we see, we see every, you, I tell people, Jason, I see I, I see every one of them and I love every one of them. I guess where I was going with this and, and I didn't want like an exact number. Um, do you feel that your volume in your practice is based on your impact? Like one, one of the um, coaches I had over the years, he goes, you, you, you'll never have a million dollar practice and it's not about money. But where he was going is he said, you have to be willing to put a million dollars of healing into your community. And, and I think in the mindset is rather than gaining financially, it's just making an impact in your community and just helping more people. And I want to be able to look back and, and, and not for my own personal gain, but to say that I made a difference in, in the zip code or in this town and, and really leave that legacy of people are healthier and they're better off with, with the care and the knowledge. And would you agree in, in kind of a similar mindset, like that's what gets you up every day? You want to just help more people? My mindset is, what if that one was me? And so I look at wow. everybody that comes in was me. And to take it a step further, our model, our theme in the office, there's always room for one more. We have time for one more. We have time for one more. Because what if that one was me? And what if I said no to that one? What's going to happen? Then that person doesn't become a chiropractor. That person has taken drugs. That person is not making smart choices. So there's always room for one more. Man, that's deep, you know, and, uh, and that's a, a great way to look at it. And uh, I, I think that definitely changed me right there because you're absolutely right. That uh, first experience I had with chiropractic, had he been too busy or, you know, not given me a shot or a chance, um, not only did I go to chiropractic school and now that I'm changing thousands of lives, um, I've brought 12 people into the profession and they're all successful in their own way. And in that cascading effect is we're going to leave it on this. Um, I believe it was Dr. Palmer. He said, you never know how far reaching you say or do something today can affect the lives of millions tomorrow. So with these podcasts, what I really want, this message to be is you need to share it 
and you need to share it for somebody else that needs to hear it because whether you get something out of this or not, you never know what this conversation between Dr. Lyle and myself could have an impact on somebody across the country. We've now been downloaded, I think, in four countries um, outside of the U.S. So whether they translate it or not, I mean, there's English speakers everywhere. Um, Advance Your Health is celebrating 124 years of chiropractic. Uh, had one of the best conversations with, with a buddy of mine, and you all were privileged to hear it because um, we speak the truth, and there's not many people out there that are willing to say things um, truthful because they may be thinking you're not going to like the way they say or sound or just uh, you going with the mainstream medicine and the medical model. So, Dr. Lyle, I appreciate this, man. This was uh, an awesome day. Good luck with uh, the horses. Good luck with the season this year and your athletes. Uh, look forward to staying in touch with you, man. I definitely hope this is the first of many conversations between us. Absolutely. I have your cell phone now. <laughs> All right, brother. Listen, enjoy your day, man. Yeah. Have an awesome day. As always, enjoy the long weekend. Oh, and I will be with you when the darkest winter comes. Oh, and I will be with you.